thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the sensational, fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. It's Dr. Damien Christoph, live in the studio. In How the are you, Damien? In the studio at Inverloch. Here we are, here together, I know. in one of the most uh, nearly remotest parts of, of Victoria. I've taken the drive on my holidays, and so I thought I'd come down and I would hang with my mate Marcus. Damien. Our mate Ruth. That's it. You decided to get out of the rat race of Melbourne and come right. down to the beautiful surrounding of Inverloch Town, and we're going to get very global this morning, Damo, because we are going to shoot out to White Rock, Canada, and speak with who I think is one of the most graceful ages on the planet. How's this for a story? At the age of 47, Ruth Heidrich was diagnosed with breast cancer and had a double mastectomy, Um, and then as is the norm with people these days that are diagnosed with breast cancer, Damo, Ruth decided to go and start training for an Ironman triathlon. Doesn't everyone do that? That's what everyone does? So um, fast forward 31 years and Ruth is now a seasoned, in her own words, Iron Lady, a winner of eight gold medals at the US Senior Olympics, a veteran of 67 marathons, named one of the 10 fittest women in North America and is the author of four books, her latest being Lifelong Running, How to Overcome the 11 Myths of Running and Live a Healthier Life. Joining us all the way from Canada, it's a very warm welcome to Dr. Ruth Heidrich. Hi Ruth, welcome to 100 Not Out. Well, I'm delighted to be here. This is very exciting for me, talking all the way to Down Under. <laughs> Ruth, it might seem like we're upside down, but we're not. Uh, there's this thing <laughs> called gravity, which it seems like you seem to defy. Uh, you know, you seem to defy all the odds. Many people at the age of, you know, whatever, when they get told that they've got breast cancer, just cut their whole life off. But you, you inspired, you were inspired to go and do more, which inspires us, I think, given that we're studying this whole aging thing and we're speaking to people who are aging um, appropriately, which I think is successfully, you must have a few secrets. Is it all in the mind? Is it part of your lifestyle? What What do you do to, to stay so on top of all this, Ruth? It's the instinct for survival. When I was diagnosed with the breast cancer, my first thought was, I don't want to die. Mm. And in fact, uh, one comment that somebody made after they read my first book, A Race for Life, how I went from breast cancer to the Ironman triathlon, his comment was, this lady really didn't want to die. No. <laughs> no yeah, I, I changed my diet. Um, I was already running marathons, so I thought, well, obviously this exercise is not enough, so that's when I added swimming and biking and decided I was going to do the Ironman. And And I saw so many benefits to this change in my diet when I went to a strict vegetarian, vegan, no fat. This diet was so instrumental in changing my whole outlook that I thought, I want to show this to everybody. But then there were these stereotypes about vegans being, oh, weak and and passive and pimply-faced and (laughs) stereotypes. And I thought, you know, if I as an older woman can do the Ironman triathlon fueled only by fruits and vegetables, 
this maybe will turn their stereotypes around. Mm. And I'm still fighting it, you know. Oh. <laughs> the rest of the world hasn't turned vegan yet, and I see so many obese people that I know they're not exercising, they're not eating right, so that's my mission. I want to show people that as you age, you don't have to be sick, and in fact, you can be healthy and travel around the world and, and do anything you want. Now, Ruth, um, earlier in the week, I sent you that inspiring video of um, Dr. Charles Eugster, the retired dentist, um, who gave a fabulous uh, talk at, at TEDx in Zurich, and we interviewed him recently on 100 Not Out. And um, just like what you were saying earlier, and Charles mentioned it in, in, in his presentation as well, is that most people these days think that disease is just a natural part of aging. It's a consequence that is, is unavoidable. And, uh, and like you said, it's something that um, you know, you're hell-bent on, on changing that perception. There's a lot of other perceptions of aging that people um, almost just buy into without even thinking about it. And that is that as you age, then it's just natural to slow down um, and that your brain isn't as sharp as, as what it used to be. Um, you're 78 now. Again, you're in that age group where you, you have to, uh, you're part of um, the, you're in that age group where a lot of people would be, you know, they're almost expecting you to not be as vibrant as you are. Um, how do you deal with that on a day to day basis? Oh, well, I just, guess I ignore it, you know, I still feel young, uh, mentally, it doesn't feel like 78, um, there are some changes, no question, I've got a few wrinkles, but I'm often complimented on my skin, they say, I don't see any wrinkles, oh yes, there are. <laughs> uh, you've got a great tan as well, living in uh, Hawaii, um, many months of the year, you have a great tan as well. Well, that's it. I've had some sun damage and did not want to put on uh, sunscreen because of the chemicals. So, you know, you take your choice whether you want some sun damage, suntan, vitamin D, wrinkles. I don't know what the answer is there, but whatever I did, um, there is some sun damage. But in terms of feeling healthy and, and vibrant, yeah, the brain doesn't age, not like the body does. <laughs> and the body does very well if you feed it right and give it lots of exercise. You know, the, I don't know about down there, but here in North America, the three most common drugs given to people are statins for high cholesterol yeah. and Blood pressure meds yep. for high blood pressure, hypertension, yep. and diabetes medication for high blood sugar. Yeah, that's what us. struck me this morning as I was doing a track workout is, you know, people eat a lot of cholesterol and then want to take a pill to get rid of it. Don't eat it in the first place, and that's cholesterol, animal foods. With blood pressure... If you're eating a lot of junk food and animal foods and processed foods, your blood pressure goes up because the arteries are getting clogged. So just quit doing that and forget about taking a pill to try to relax the blood vessels and get your blood pressure down. Such doesn't work advice. anyway. There's side effects. Yeah, that's true. And then true. the third one, the blood sugar, if you're eating a high-fat, high-animal product diet, you're creating a wall between the blood vessels, the arteries, and the muscles, and the glucose, the blood sugar, can't get through, and it builds up in the bloodstream, high glucose, and then diabetes, and instead of it 
of taking a pill to lower the blood sugar. Just quit eating those foods. If you eat fruits and vegetables in their whole unprocessed natural state and get out there and exercise, the glucose goes from the stomach to the arteries to the muscles and you do do not get diabetes. It's, it's so simple. It's, Heart disease is totally preventable. Cancer, in most every case, is preventable. Uh, diabetes, osteoporosis, arthritis, dementia, all of these diseases that older people get are, in almost every case, preventable. And the good news is, if it's too late and you've already got it, it can be reversed. That's Make it. the That's changes. It is never too late. Great points there, Ruth. I love that. We, uh, I'm, I'm into food. I love talking about food. I do it all the time. In fact, I got my first heckler the other day, Ruth. I was in Sydney. Was, oh, really? Yeah, I was in Sydney, and I was speaking, and uh, and I was speaking uh, to a group of about 200 people about food and nutrition. I'm very passionate about it, Ruth, like you. And uh, and I had one lady there who was representing the poor people of Sydney. She said, and she said the poor people of Sydney can't afford to buy fruits and vegetables. They're, they're too expensive. We have to eat bread and margarine. And and I said, no, you don't. Anyway, that was my first heckler. But it was, uh, so I thought I'd share that with the world. Um, but Ruth, I find it uh, incredible that food seems so difficult for people to get their head around. Um, now, it, there's so much great food in North America. Here in Australia, when I lived in New Zealand, the food that was plentiful, it was gorgeous. We do find that fruit and vegetables are quite expensive, but I reckon that the disease is far more costly. And so for me, I think people... Yeah, people have got their their uh, bank accounts around the wrong way. They want to spend all their money on their houses, their cars, their triathlon oh. bikes, or whatever else, and not spend the money on their good food. I think they've got it around the wrong way. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree. And prescription drug, know what the cost is there, but here you can spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on prescription drugs. Well, they're lucky here in Australia because the government pays for your drugs over here, so you don't have to pay for your own drugs here. The government does. Australia actually pays the most amount per capita on... But don't your taxes go to the government to then... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the people don't think that. Because we pay, we pay the most amount for statin drugs in the world. Our, our government pays four times what they pay in the States for a statin drug, our government does. And we pay some some six times more than what New Zealand pays for a statin drug, which is quite incredible. We pay a lot more money for the drugs here. Um, but it is, I do find it amazing. You know what I find amazing, Ruth, is that you eat so much fruit and vegetables and you're vegan, but you don't eat beans or soy. How does that go down? Uh, I, I don't know. No difference, really. But I um, thought all I vegans ate wrong. beans and soy. I'm sorry? I thought vegans ate beans and soy. Well, they do. Uh, but raw vegans don't. <laughs> ah, there we go. You're raw vegan too. So, so Ruth, do you want to take us through uh, your daily your daily food intake? What would a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack time? And, and obviously, you're exercising two or three hours a day um, with yes. your training. But do you want to have, for people that are listening that are that are obviously fascinated by your daily um, your food intake? Do you want to run us through it? Okay, first of all, I do want to say it is my daily vegan menu is on my website, which is ruthheidrich.com, R-U-T-H-H-E-I-D-R-I-C-H, and you can scroll around and find what I'm eating. But in a nutshell, it really is simple. First of all, I only eat two meals because I do my workouts 
uh, I like feeling lean and mean. And if I've eaten first, um, I don't <laughs> feel so lean and mean. So um, I have a, a beverage of a little bit, 100% cocoa powder sweetened with stevia nice. and green tea. That's my beverage. And then I do my workout, as you said, two to three hours uh, in the morning. So my first meal is a breakfast, which is very unusual, according to some people, I've been told. It's a large <laughs> bowl of starting with mixed organic leafy greens. Beautiful. And that includes kale, arugula, uh, romaine, plain iceberg lettuce, any kind of leafy green, and a lot. I mean a large bowl and a large quantity of these greens. Then I cut up a banana and a mango. No matter where I go, you can buy mangoes, and they're one of my favorite fruits. Mm. And on top of that, I just spread a little bit of the leftover cocoa tea and add some ginger. That's something I love. It's a, a spicy, I buy the whole root and then cut up about 10 pieces of thinly sliced ginger and mix that up and oh, is that delicious. And I eat until I'm full. <laughs> if I'm still hungry, then I'll have another banana or some more fruit. So that's usually around 11 o'clock or so. So my next meal is around 5. And that consists of, again, a, a bed of lots of leafy greens. Again, kale, uh, spinach, broccoli, um, romaine, uh, watercress, yeah. uh, any of the Chinese cabbages, uh, bok choy, choy sum, any of the... Uh, there are so many of them, I can't even think of all of them. But you go to a green grocer and just stock up on all these leafy greens. And on top of that... I had lots of color tomatoes and uh, bell peppers. I like the red. Yeah, no. They're my favorite, but I also have the yellow and green. I don't, I don't like the green ones, Ruth. I think they taste <laughs> Yeah, me too. They're like a bit too bitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red are really, really good. And the yeah. orange ones, they're nice. And, yeah. and whatever fresh uh, foods are in season, and that also keeps the cost down because if you're eating what's in season – uh, it's generally a lot cheaper. Great point. The other thing is you can try to grow your own. Even if you live in a condominium or don't have much land, you can grow little pots of, of kale, grows nicely. And as much as you can, if you live in a house and have a backyard, you can almost grow everything you eat. And that's really cheap. <laughs> hey, Ruth, I know you're married. How does your husband go with all of this? Where's his diet at? Right with me, thank goodness. Oh, that makes life a little bit easier then, doesn't it? It certainly does, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Now, one thing he does love is uh, yams or sweet potatoes, and he wants them cooked. Whereas I will, uh, depending on how hungry I am, I'll eat some of those too. I don't say I'm 100% raw. I have nothing against uh, any of the soy products or you mentioned beans or lentils, and potatoes, corn, any of those veggies cooked. If somebody else wants to do the cooking, I'll eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, as I say in my uh, cook recipe book, I call it a cook raw book, um, 
There is nothing wrong with cooked food. It's just that it's so convenient to go in the kitchen and pull out the fruits and veggies, cut them up on leafy greens and eat it that way. I don't want to spend any more time in the kitchen than I have to. I'd much <laughs> rather be out running, biking, swimming. I also lift weights three times a week. I do a lot of uh, public speaking. I do a lot of traveling. Just in the last five years, I have been around the world twice. Congratulations, <laughs> and, and that's it for that people that ever exciting. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, people often say that they're too old to travel, and I, I love hearing stories like yourself saying that you've travelled around the world twice in five years. Ruth, what's next then? What's on the agenda? What are the goals for the next, um, you know, two to five years? Have you got more Iron Man or Iron Lady uh, events coming up, or marathons that you've um, like to do? What What else uh, would you like to do that's going to challenge you? Well, I'm going to keep up with my racing. But I also want to do more traveling. I have not traveled. Let me see. I've been to the Galapagos run there, run Stonehenge, the Great Wall of China, the Moscow Marathon. Um, there are lots of places. Stonehenge. Uh, oh, Lifelong Running, my new book, opens with my running across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. That's the way. Oh, you, you should yes. come to Melbourne. It's better I... in Melbourne, but, you know, <laughs> Sydney, Sydney's okay. <laughs> on the Westgate Bridge. My opening chapter is I was on this, this was the Around the World cruise that I did uh, four months on a, on a cruise ship, Holland America, Rotterdam. We're sailing into the Sydney Harbor, and I'm up on the top deck doing my morning run, going round and round, and each revolution, I see a closer view of the Opera House on the left and the Sydney Harbor Bridge on the right. And I'm so excited, and I'm thinking, as soon as I get off this ship, I'm going to take off and run across that Sydney Harbor Bridge. I couldn't get anybody to go with me. No way. Really? Yeah. This is crazy. Lazy dogs. Anyway, I get up. I finally, I don't know if you know Sydney well enough where the cruise ship docks. Yes. You get off. Circular key. You go up the road and I got to a dead end and I'm looking straight up. I can't get to the bridge from here. <laughs> it, it, it winds around, heads back the other way, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. And about that time, a young man comes along, and I said, how do I get up to that Sydney bridge up there? And he laughed, and he said, oh, just go down a little further, and this is away from the bridge, by the way, and then there's this road, and you go up it. It's more like a path. And so I went up it. Finally got up to the bridge, and it was so high, so exciting. So I take off, and I'm running across it. I get halfway across, and I thought, oh, this is incredible. I wish I had a picture of a photograph of me running across this bridge. And then I remembered I had my little Nikon camera in my backpack. And a woman was coming across, walking across, so I asked her if she would take a picture of me. So I I do have a picture. Anyway, that was one of my more exciting moments. <laughs> I'm That's just reliving awesome. it right now. Awesome. And this is what running and a good, healthy, low-fat vegan diet can do for you. I'm 78, true, but I don't figure I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing ever. Hi, Ruth. I don't know how long it'll last. Maybe, hopefully, 120. You could get to 100 marathons. Yeah, I could, yeah. How many how many iron how many Ironmans have you done? 
I've done six. Um, I did the New Zealand Ironman. Uh, I haven't done one in Australia. I had actually registered to do one, but got hit by a truck while I was on my bicycle. Oh, gee. Yeah, yeah. It shattered my left leg and right hip, so that uh, put me out of commission for a while. So I still have some negative side effects from that but i can still run and they said i'd never be able to run again i can still bike and swim so yeah anyway, well done. I, you don't I, tend I, to listen I, to doctors much do you yeah, no, you don't yeah. like doctor's advice really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love that we love that you don't and i think the reason why we love that you don't is because um and i, I don't want to tarnish or or paint the whole medical profession like this but they tend to be a, bit, a little bit fatalistic you know they go well this has happened, so this is going to happen, and you're you're doomed. And it's a bit of a doomsday sort of approach. You're, but look uh, at the patients that they see, though. Most of them are eating the most unhealthy diet. They're not exercising. It's a tiny, tiny percentage of people who are eating a, a vegan, low-fat diet who do running. And that's that's the purpose of this fourth book, Lifelong Running, is to try to show people it's there are so many myths out there about why it's not good for you. It ruins your knees, or it's not fun, or it's a lonely sport. Um, and that's why I've put in this book all the reasons countering these myths that running really is fun. It has no damaging effects on knees, hips, ankles, feet. It's really good for bones and muscles, head to toe. It's it's an excellent uh, sport. Yeah, certainly is. Great, great tips, Ruth. Ruth, I'm fascinated because um, I've I've done a lot of work with triathletes in the past. I've shaped their nutrition programs. I've helped them become um, representatives for their country. Um, helped them, you know, place in Ironman. Um, triathlon events and so I'm very passionate about food and nutrition and I read recently a couple of years ago of a man who was doing um, competitive Ironman triathlon uh, and he was a vegan as well and I, I thought to myself how is this all possible and one of the things that I've followed for a lot of my career has been the blood type diet and I suspect that maybe you've got A type blood but you may prove me wrong. Well no I do have A type but regardless of blood type and if you look at the research, I, it's uh, kind of equivocal. But in terms of any blood type, I really think fruits and vegetables, this is... It's got to underpin it, doesn't it? Eating. It's crucial. So, yeah, so important. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's definitely the foundation of any of any food regimen. Ruth, we'd like to sincerely thank you for joining us all the way from Canada today. You've oh. been an absolute joy to speak with. and. Um, and as I say, I have full faith that you will. I really think you'll be doing your 100th marathon in the not too distant future. And um, what's your goal? What do you want to live to 100? What do you want to do? Keep on doing what I'm doing. I'm having fun. I'm traveling and and writing books and competing. And uh, doesn't get much better than this. Oh, I, by the way, I'm a, a new great grandmother. Ah, <laughs> Congratulations! Well done. Yeah. So I'm going to get to watch my, I watched my grandkids grow up and now they're having kids. So I, I'm going to get to watch my great grandkids and hopefully the, the one I have now is vegan. She's just 
a year and a half old, and of course she was breastfed for quite a while, but she's, her mommy's vegetarian, vegan, and so she will be too. So that's a, another aspect of life is watching this next generation grow up and hopefully eat right and get lots of exercise. Nice. Yeah, well done. Well, Ruth, um, many thanks again. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Ruth's work, you can go to ruthheidrich.com. That's R-U-T-H-H-E-I-D-R-I-C-H.com. Ruth, many thanks for joining us, and may the rest of your life truly be the best of your life. Thank you, and thank you for doing this. No worries. Damo, we've run out of time. Thanks for joining me in Inverloch, Damo. Mate, it's been a pleasure. What a great story. What a great what a great episode. It's been sensational. Remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best way, as always, is to go to our website at www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. But until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 